then read later on the, the history of the Trail of, uh, Trail of Madrone and, and Toro Canyon Road. Uh, it was uh, maybe a year or two later I saw what is now called the Thompson Mountain, the east 20 acres of it. That was the front of it. I, saw, I owned it then, and I sold it to uh, a boy named Bill Clark. He's a nephew of, of Tom Clark, who was on the Supreme Court of the United States. And Bill was just out of the university in his practicing law in Dallas. And he had a partner named Parker Falls, who was spending a little of Bill's money buying land around in Westlake Hills. And, and they, they called themselves a Pan American Development Company, I believe it was, a Pan American Company. And they gave me $1,500 for the 20 acres. And I used the land then, that money, to build the Trail of Madrone and put it on from the north side. I built it from the north down toward the, toward the south to where it come into the high road. Because in the meantime, I'll tell you how, now how the high road uh, was built. Uh, about in the, in the early 50s, 1950s, well, uh, Sterling Holloway and his wife, Jean, who are both my partners and associates, uh, they came to Austin and they were going to retire from the insurance and law business in Fort Worth. And they wanted to move back to the, un uh, in the university area. And so they came to me and knew that I was doing some uh, developing out in there and wanted to know where there was some land that they might buy and put their home on the hills in the west of town. Well, I recommended the, the mountain where that KTBC television tower is now and told them the Larsons owned it and they might go look at that. Well, they looked at that and they couldn't make a deal with the Larsons on uh, some of that land on the front end of that mountain, so they came back to me. And at that time, the Larsons owned the land where the high road comes out on West Lake Drive. But we all had a, a nice comedy of, of interest up there. Mr. Larson had gotten wise to the fact that if I'd build a road, it'd make his land worth more. So uh, uh, Sterling and, and Gene decided they'd wa uh, walk back from where the high road now hits the West Lake Drive. That's where the, the apartments and the condominiums and everything are there. That we'd walk through the, a, a little old ranch road, went off up to about where the Trail of Madrones is now, and then we run into those canyons that, that intersect the high road. And so we had to climb over those canyons, up and down them, and we got way back over to where the Holloway home now is located on the William McCutcheon and the bottom survey back up in there. And from that point, of course, you have a good view of downtown Austin. Well, we walked uh, through the brush and got off up there, and they looked at each other and said, yes, this is where we want to put our home. Well, I said, you just happen to be about a mile from a road and no way to get to it. Well, Sterling said, uh, uh, do you think you can build one? Well, I said, I can try and so he said, well, we made a deal on the amount of money he was going to put up in escrow, and I was to take that and, and finance the building of this road, and if I had any of the money left, then I could take, keep it for the, for, for the price of the land. And uh, at that time, of course, uh, <clears throat> I had just recently made a, a deal with Mrs. Uh, Davenport to sell her the same land for $100 an acre, and if I had gotten a road over there, it would make it worth four or $500 an acre. So uh, I wasn't going to make any money on selling to Holloway, but... I would be, make all the, where, the high road area where Westlake Highlands now is. I'd make it accessible by road. So I let in and had old Earl Short. And I got a little, a little old uh, compressor and, and an air, air compressor and, and some machinery of my own. I bought a little secondhand stuff from that at the time they was building the St. Stephen's School. And uh, one of the contractors went broke and, and uh, the Austin National Bank took his machinery over and I bought it from him. Well, anyway, we started building this, this road called the high road. And it, uh, it looks now just like it was the day I finished it, except it's paved now. So uh, we, I, I got to be a partner of Holloway's. Then, in the meantime, the part of my deal with Sterling was that we'd bring a water line over there of some kind. So we run a two-inch water line all the way from Kellen Lane. Uh, it paralleled the, the big line that the water district has in there now. And we run that all the way over to uh, Sterling's house uh, in that area. And uh, then... Uh, 
uh, dead in it over there. And Sterling built him a well anyway. But that's the way he, he got water. Now, when we formed the water district, the water district didn't have enough land in it to float the bond that they wanted to float. And I actually put 100 acres of my land over in the highlands there that didn't have that little two-inch line to it. I put it in the water district so that they would have a big enough tax, broad enough tax base to float the bonds. And a lot of the people don't realize that I paid taxes on land without any use of it, so far as water is concerned, for a number of years. And actually, when I had to have water up there and started subdividing the Westlake Highlands, I had to put my own lines in at about a cost of $30,000 and only got about 10000 of it back on water refining contracts. So this subdividing business and development is not all peaches and cream, as I have said on many occasions. You sweat a little blood and stay awake at night once in a while wondering where the money is going to come from to, to finance your dreams. Then on April the 18th or 19th of 1961, we had the Holocaust or the fire that nearly wiped that whole country out. And it was a little, little before noon, right, the one in the morning. I think it must have been a Friday morning, but it was a, a, one of those two days. And uh, uh, somebody threw a cigarette out of a car up on the St. Stephen's Road, right on the edge of the Royal Ranch. And the wind was out of the west, and it caught the dry grass in there and run it, uh, a tongue of flame right down through the southern end of the Davenport Ranch and on into the Holloway Place. And before the 24 hours was gone, we had about 1,000, 2,000 acres of land burned off over in that area. And... Uh, so that woke the people up a whole lot at that time, too, with reference to what fire can do to you. After I made the connection with Sterling Holloway on that deal, uh, I just uh, recite a few other uh, deals that we made. And uh, Sterling would always find the money to finance these deals. And uh, I remember way back in the middle 30s, well, uh, I was talking to a bull who owned the, the bull property, 160 acres there in the Brown Survey that Sterling and I later bought and uh, telling Abe that I was taking care of it for him, and, and uh, so he wanted to go see it. So I arranged to have four horses uh, brought up to where the uh, County Line Cafe is now. We call it the old Moosehead Lodge or Cedar Crest in those days, and I had four horses there, and my brother John E. and Abe Bull and Arnold Schultz, who was County Commissioner over in Precinct Number 1 at that time, we were all going to get on these horses and going to ride back down through the Wild Basin area and ride on through the Westlake Highlands area and go over to where the Larson fence was, on the, and I knew that the bull line was, was adjacent to the Larson fence. Well, we started out one morning about 9 or 10 o'clock riding, and we rode off down through that wilderness, and uh, we just got lost down in there, and finally after we were riding about two hours and winding up about where we started, well, old Abe just made a remark, Abe Bull made a remark, he said, I know that my family owns 160 acres back over in there somewhere, but I just don't care about going over and finding it. And so the only way I ever got over there uh, was by walking. And so uh, later on, uh, when, uh, about 58, I guess, 1958, well, A. Bull called me down to his office. He was a, a vice president of the American National Bank at that time. And he said, Emmett, our family has owned this land now for over 100 years, and we don't know where it is. And for the last 20 years, you've been kind of taking care of it for us. And my sister and my brother and I have decided we're going to sell it, and we're going to let you have the first go at it. And I said, well, Abe, how much are you going to want for it? And Abe said, $500 an acre. Well, he had never set foot on it, never knew anything about it. But uh, in the meantime, we had run the trail of drones on down and, and through part of the bull land, and mostly over there on my side of the, of the, of the line, though, on the upper side of the Brown Survey. <clears throat> well, I, it didn't take a calculated mind long to figure that $500 an acre for 160 acres made $80,000. 
and I expect I owed about eight thousand uh, the various banks in Austin and Philan. Well, I thanked him for the privilege of, of being given the opportunity to go bankrupt, and uh, to, I went on over and I told Sterling what my hard luck was. There was a beautiful piece of property in there, and the price is right, but there's nothing I could do about it. And I was just hoping that uh, it would stay uh, dormant for long enough for me to, to get a little money together on selling some of this other stuff where I might could buy them out. And Sterling said, well, uh, why don't we buy it anyhow? I said, how in the hell are we going to buy that? I haven't got any money. He said, we'll go down to David Bank, and we'll borrow it, and we'll pay him for it. And somehow or another, I don't know how it happened, but Sterling, he had some, some securities and things, and he had credit, which I didn't have. And we went down, and we bought, we bought the land from the bulls. And uh, we said, we, I never did pay in there on down low. We'd sell some and pay some, but somehow or another, uh, we got it. And, and that's uh, my interest in the Bull Mountain now is worth quite a little bit of money. And I don't remember of ever being out anything but income tax on the sale for it. <laughs> then uh, another deal like that came along. Uh, the uh, the, Mitchell's, the uh, Mitchell land and the Bassfield land that lies north of the Bull. Uh, the Bassfield boy wanted to sell his land about 10 years ago. He had 45 acres, a strip of it, that run from the north edge of the Bull and along the Larson line on out to the river, where uh, a little road of Rockcliffe is now. And so uh, Joyce saw a sign over there that Ann Miller, now, uh, Ann Miller Crockett, uh, that, I've mentioned her in the South Austin tapes. I've known Ann all my life. And Ann was in the real estate business, and she was a friend of, of Mrs. Bradsfield, and, and so she put her sign up out there. And Joyce called Ann to see what she wanted for the land, and she told her that she wanted, I think, $2,200 an acre, something like that. And so uh, she wanted to know if she'd share the commission with her if she'd sell it. And she said she would. So uh, Joyce went to Sterling and told him what the deal was, that we could buy that land for about $95,000, and, and uh, she'd put her commission in for her part of the down payment of Sterling to put the rest of it up. And so they made a deal and bought that 45 acres of the, of the Bassfield land. And Joyce has down there now what is called a, the, the, her ditch, the, 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 the big, beautiful canyon that runs out into the river there at the bottom of Rockcliffe on the east side is a part of this land. And I always tell Joyce, we go down, she goes down there every time we go out on that road to, to see the beautiful trees that's in her ditch. And it does look just exactly like it did, I imagine, a thousand years ago. That everybody's had better sense than to go up the thing for it to get snake bit or something. But it's just a beautiful, beautiful uh, piece of nature that's just, in my opinion, it's just pretty as West, West Cave up around the uh, Pertinatus River. But as I always tell her, I said, Joyce, that, that, that ditch of yours hadn't got one dollar's worth of practical value. But when you think about it, neither does a newborn babe. The land I sold to the Pan American Development Company uh, back in the 50s, early 50s, finally wound up in the hands of Andrew Zelker Thompson, a very dear friend of mine, and he's the grandson of Mr. Andrew Zelker, who gave Zelker Parks the city of Austin. And Andy is always their, their family. Our families have been close together ever since I can remember. And uh, Andy decided he was going to, uh, he was a lawyer, and I guess in the same class with Bill Clark that owned the, the, the mountain. And uh, he he got a hold of that, and he, then he started buying the land around him. He bought the west end of it, and he, then he bought the land that lay south of it. And in the meantime, he had bought some land for me over on the trail of my drones, and, and uh, he just wanted to, to buy land up in this area. So uh, Andy acquired all that and held on to it until uh, about a week or so ago. And uh, finally, Joyce and I got a hold of a, of a Norwegian from Minnesota named Charles uh, K. 
Calistad, who was moving into Austin, and Cal, uh, Charles saw the uh, Thompson Mountain, and he decided he's going to build his home on it. And so we worked out a deal to where uh, Mr. Calistad, Charles, I'm going to call him because he's about 50 years old, and I'm about 74, so I'm going to start to call him Charlie. Now, we're associated together in, in this uh, 60 acres that Andy sold us last week, and uh, we're going to make that a thing of beauty like we have the, the Bull Mountain. And uh, uh, Andy now has, has got the privilege of we're going to give Andy a key to the gate so he can come up and sit down and cry uh, from from years to years ahead because Andy just loved the mountain, but he figured that he could not afford to build one home on a mountain that was worth as much as he was going to charge us for it. <laughs> then, about two years ago, well, Joyce and I, with some other associates, bought uh, Mrs. Uh, Holloway out on her interest in the Bull Mountain, and we set about uh, subdividing that into one-acre tracks, and that is history now. People can see what we've done with it. We've got uh, uh, Frank Irwin was one of our partners, and and uh, Hal uh, Saunders was one, and Ed Gellin and the wives, and and my son Polk had an interest in it, and and Joyce's son Jeffrey and my son Jeffrey. We all have interest in the Bull Mountain, and that is on it's on its way now. It's pretty well. Uh, we've sold a practically enough of it to pay off the expenses, and, and we're going to, most of us, build our homes over there. It's a beautiful place. And so we're pretty well uh, involved, uh, uh, morally, mentally, spiritually, and every other way, with the hills. And we intend to do what we can to keep them beautiful, and that they will be a blessing to people who have enough sense and the, and the, and, and the fortitude and luck to come out and find a place like that to live.